Open Nesters podcast is a weekly podcast that explores new ways of living as our kids leave the nest. Now in season three, the podcast topics go deeper and wider in interviews with individuals, couples, and experts in areas ranging from relationships and families to adventure, spirituality, and sexuality. One of the things that I've been playing around with is the concept overriding concept of trust. And I think believe kind of in all the way I like to evaluate sociology and becoming an open nester in our lives and all the love and and connections of relationships I always felt like it comes down to so many so many emotions and so many ideas of security and 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 being able to be it be be fearless in our ways to open our hearts and trust and so many things of come into that play of what is trust yeah it's a very delicate and very uh, simple five-letter word that has uh, carrying a lot of weight and is the essence of many, many relationship. And I like to go back to the Genesis. This is really uh, ties directly into the open nesting stage because uh, trust does not only begin the genesis of it is in the uh, solidification of a marriage of a couple or commitment to each, to each other partner. But it goes throughout the life cycle of every couple, ultimately into the trust that the kids have in, uh, instilled in the parents, and consequently, this trust that continues beyond. Well, the, the kids. trust that the parents instilled with the kids, because I believe yeah, but, uh, that when we've begun to trust the kids as they get yeah. older. Two, two-way street, but uh, I want to like to go back to. Genesis, about eight or nine years ago, I read a book called The Speed of Trust by uh, Stephen Covey. And originally, when I looked at that, I said, what speed has to do with trust? It took me a while to understand why uh, fast food has to do with speed, to understand that, and to understand what I thought that uh, trust always uh, cultivated, and it takes time to really form, and what does that have to do with, with, uh, with the speed? I'm not going to go into the principles that uh, develop uh, and what's the importance of speed and trust, but I want to talk about the fundamentals of, uh, of the book that talks about that all trust starts from within. And you may have uh, believed in it already, or you may already have uh, trusted that uh, that is a fact. But it does start from within, and Tessa, what I'm thinking about is uh, not only trusting yourself, but trusting your instinct, as you mentioned, trusting your heart, and then trusting that you are uh, doing the right thing for your spouse, for your partner, or your kids, right? It's an interesting thing, because I think when, when, when we discuss much often in this podcast, and people talk about doing the work that they need to do to develop themselves, Often you hear about the idea of of, do, of working on yourself almost like a vacuum. And I don't believe that all this self-help, I'm sorry, but self-help bullshit category is all correct because I, there are things we can learn from everything. And I don't call everything bullshit, but I think sometimes people get too caught up in the idea that they only can help and sell and be 
work on themselves. And I think we can't do that in a vacuum. So trust is both the the self-awareness that does need to grow by taking the risk, which involves some level of trust, to open to someone else. And so it's kind of like it has to happen at the same time, just like the work that we do in relationship, because we learn the most, as we talk about, from our relationships. Right. I mean, and all of it, it's, it's the first relationship is with you, with yourself. Right. And, and, and exactly. the how honest and truthful you are to yourself. Do you lie to yourself? Do you procrastinate and uh, tell yourself that this is okay? I mean, what is it the relationship that you have with yourself and how is it that you're going to come and be uh, truthful to your own word? Uh, how is it that you're going to uh, be a person that uh, trusts yourself to the point where you will do what it is you said you're going to do? Um, uh, and I had a partner in my one of my business affairs that he had one principle. He said, all you have to do with me is do what it is you said you're going to do. And that is the really the fun, fundamental of trust, but it's only happened when you really have uh, complete awareness of who you are or at least evolve, evolve being on the course it, yes. of evolving this awareness because it's an exploration continuously. What are my needs? What are my desires? What are my boundaries? And when I start evaluating those and trusting that sometimes I've gone past something that maybe may, that I wasn't sure was going to be good for me, and then I can regroup by being honest with myself. So sometimes it all comes in a flow that is not one linear path. It has a circle of trust. There's a circle of trust in all things no, no question that I believe it. is a circle of trust no that question. we need to make bigger. Yeah, and then what I'm saying is not contradiction to the circle of trust. It is actually an amplification of it because when you trust yourself then you can trust uh, other can trust you and you can trust others and now how that's how your circle of trust start evolving and start expanding and that's the essence of the book too but it's not really has to do with anything that we are referring to in this particular episode we are talking about trust from its formation and how it is it evolve with the partners and how it affects the kids and the families exactly so that as as we make our our circles of love bigger as we need our circles of family like mother Teresa said we need to make our circles of family larger it all comes to some level of trust so I do think you know, I liked what one of the episodes that we had with uh, in, in season two on Polysecure with Jessica Fern. In her book, she talks about heart. And I want to refer to that because those are ways to, for us to kind of... Yeah, that's a good one. ...kind that's of a- line up how the heart requires our trust. And heart means that you're practicing being... The H is here, right now, here. The E is expressing delight. Expressing delight, yes. The A is attuning to someone. So when they're not just finding out what's going on without feeling like, you know, we are different places at different times. So we need to trust that. We wanted to get into that a little bit more, how different are our ways of, of, um, of expressing our responsibilities that are different and our kids trust in us. We want to go into the next one, though, is ritual. Like, we've set up a lot of rituals in our families that our kids can trust. And I do believe them coming home for the holiday and depending on those rituals, and I will get into that a little more. I want to finish two more. And the next not, and, one and is... It's, and it's not only uh, uh, that. It's also routine and traditions. 
in addition uh, to that. Routine. I think you're right. Ritual and routine. Ritual, and routine, so and tradition. Get, well, the, her, the way she puts it is ours. Yeah. It's ritual routine, but I think you're right about traditions. And the T is for turning toward. So it helps people in conflict trust that someone still has their back. And the S for hearts was for self and all those things from within as well. And, her, and, and it's a, and a beautiful book to kind of get into the idea of what are, why our hearts have to be open for trust. So, you know, that will be a good exercise to go and give an example of how the heart in the polysecure really kind of like a, a parallel to the heart in trust. And all relationships, in all actually. Relationship, yes. And so the hearer is about presence. And, and you and I have discussed recently that when we have intentional presence for one another, it, open up, up, it opens up our senses to feel, touch, hear, see, um, really experience what the other is there to and there's a level of trust involved in, in opening it, it, all those it's, senses. It's, it's more than that, because when you are present with somebody, you also open yourself up to vulnerability, and that is where a trust uh, amplifies. That's where it lies. It lies in not trying to perform, rather to rather to rather just take that step back that opens uh, that the heart of, 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 of hurt and pain and, and, and all the things that so we've gone through some stuff lately with both family and, and, and what's going on in the world that has been really painful for both of us right. and in your business and so when we can trust each other and be present without trying to correct. to correct to fix or to do anything else but hold space for one another that's been a great part of that which here is a, which is a great segue to the E which is expressing delight it is actually telling each other what you really feel uh, and being honest and truthful about that. Uh, what, what, what makes you laugh? What makes you uh, calm? What makes you uh, feel happy? All these uh, things that uh, we express to each other is really where trust is being developed, right? And we build each other up when we express delight. So a, the expressing delight is, is no question. Expressing delight shows that I see how you are with me. And that amplifies all of it. When I express the delight, it amplifies it all. So when we remember to do that, our relationships grow deeper. And what I'd like to say, this is this time in life, and that's why we re- we're relating it to the open Esther stage, to learn and pay more attention to those things. And so, first of all, our kids are definitely become, we become some level of role models in showing them that even when they're gone, their relationships can grow because when our relationships around, are is growing. Yes, when they're when when, when they're, they're not, not around, around, when they've gone from the home, from some of the emptied Correct. right, the emptied the nest to some extent, and and so I love the ex, I mean expressing delight for me as you know my kids laugh at me, they think that I express way too much delight all the time, and they're like right. you're so nurturing, mom. That sometimes we're like, but am I really good at this? But I feel really good about having been told how it's a very nurturing home we've created and and that is uh correctly uh if i'm wrong it's the a of attuning is really uh uh, a continuation of that of uh of being expressing delight because then once you express delight one is very become very attuned to your needs to your feelings to what you are right well, that also comes from all those two before, like the vulnerability of being here and me able to express it. But the delight is really a delight in you. 
So I, it's expressing delight maybe in myself and you. The attunement is a little bit more refined because it's saying I'm noticing something about what you're, what you're feeling right now and maybe you need some more space. So I'm trusting myself to give you that space and attuning to your needs that aren't Correct. necessarily yeah. right, ready to be present and expressed. The next one is, is rituals and routines. And our kids, because we did and a lot of family, to yeah, we did a lot of family events. They helped them create a sense of wanting to come home to that. And so I do think it's, that it's that's create a sense of security, and security is a form of trust, where you come home to a secure home to uh, rituals and traditions in uh, that you, that you are aware of. That is a, a feeling of trust. You trust the environment that you're going to, that you're safe there, that you are comfortable there, and that's where the and, kids. And we feel. have rituals and routines, like you sure. know, we give you, we, we make each other coffees on different you know times that we're in bed on the weekend, and we or have. Tea. Or teas, or, or, or rituals that we we want to you know, have a certain sure. date night, or rituals that we that we have a music night, or rituals of things that we really value That's and they build trust and and you know routine of just getting up and making sure we give each other acknowledgement in the morning of love and express sure. that delight and hug. That's a routine. And then the next one is uh, is when we um, turn toward even on, during conflict. And that's the ability of that bid for attention when someone is not really in the state of mind um, that you are in at the moment. So you're not necessarily attuned or you're not necessarily present together, but you have some source of conflict. And instead of saying, you know, turning away from that conflict, like you're not important to me by 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 being expressive and saying right now, I can't really talk about that for whatever reason. Right. There's a trust involved in that we can talk about it later. Right. And so that's uh, the turning toward. I, I happen to agree that that heart is exactly a sample of uh, not only in the polysecure, but also in the uh, trust uh, sequence that we are talking about. And, you know, a child that trusts its mother to feed him and nurture him, and I'm talking about a two-week-old, a year-old, two-year-old, is trusting the parents to... Uh, give him life, uh, survive him, to uh, feed him, to give him uh, shelter, to give him uh, clothes to wear and keep him warm. Uh, basic needs uh, that are being fulfilled by the parents. And as the kids grow, their needs change, of course, to the point where now they need to, as they become teenagers, they want to the car, they need some allowances, they need some money. And that's how uh, the trust, if it's developed correctly throughout, and every parent, you know, treat their children differently, have a different philosophy regarding... And there's nothing perfect ever. It's no, we, we make no, mistakes and, and, and push and our boundaries. Not, and certainly we are not the perfect parents that uh, you should use us as a role model. We have done few things that uh, work and few things that didn't work. Uh, the majority of them worked, so that's where we are today, that they worked. But the fact is that once the kids, our kids, have left the house one by one, uh, they are now trusting that they can come back to the nest, come back to the parents. Their home is always open for them, and that's where the open nest that is always open for them. Our kids comes home. We kept their rooms the way it is. It's We did not turn their room into an offices, into a home gym, or into a, a meditation studio, or anything like well, that. Well, some people do, and that's nothing. Uh, I don't yes, judge that either. Uh, we're talking about us. We're right. not telling what people should do. We have kept it the way it is, so they can come in, and every time they want to stay with us, 
they have their own room, they have their own space, and they it's a comforting situation for them knowing that if all fails and they, they can't and they get kicked out of their homes or whatever, they trust that they well, can and come they're back. also very lucky because we're fortunate to have a trust that we're staying together in our commitment. Cool. And I would say that that, That's very that is actually something that if people are divorced and, and, and needed to be divorced or someone's widowed, there's often a place that kids need some of their parents to help rebuild that trust that, they're, that they still can rely on with them because it's maybe only one parent. And, and so that's a very a nuanced thing that there's no way I can address as an expert, but no, I would say that we've been lucky, we've been fortunate that the kids feel our commitment and they can trust and rely on that. And, and what I also want to say about that is that every parent and every individual, as we become more self-aware and self-authored, that we can then, you know, what I believe from Abraham Maslow's pyramid, and we actually did an episode on this as well, we can then transcend that to be our most giving, authentic self in the world. So when the kids experience that we're coming into ourselves as unique individuals, and we both hold such different ways of being, Amir and I, as parents, and in our case, they really feel the responsibility and trust that they can count on as far as, as far as especially financial support and logistically Correct. helping them work some things out about finan- finances yeah. and money. I mean, whether, whether you have a lot of money or less money, uh, you can always provide support to your kids. We do in the event that they need, and we have done it in the past. Uh, paid tuition for their school and some of their student loans wherever we could. We have done that. And, you know, the funny thing is that the, the, our kids know whose role it is that when it's got, got to do with money, they go to dad and they come to me and they say, okay, dad, this is, uh, we have a tuition due. They don't go to mom. But when it's a relationship issue where it's uh, dating or whatever. And love, the emotional, their whole emotional. emotional lives, I'm much more in tune with. And so I hold that responsibility with great care. And, and, and Amir and I never try to say, well, I wish they came to me for more of that. I mean, he's built a, a relationship with them based on humor and love and, and trust and coming from having been there for them. And, and they know that perhaps my emotional availability, intelligence in that area is something I can hold with a little more reverence and that I can also know what to share and, with, and with that, Amir. And, and that will tie directly into our next episode Tessa, about generosity and how we go from trust to generosity to trusting in our open relationship, which we're going to cover in our next episode uh, beautifully. So this will be part one of trust, and that would be a segue and and lead toward our next episode. So I hope you join us next week for our next episode. And we would love to hear your comments on this topic. Everybody has so many things you can really contribute. And so whether it's on Instagram, uh, if you've listened to the episode, or you you just want to make a comment on our closed Facebook page about the idea of trust, and really share this episode so that you can talk about it with your friends as well. Because the more we open up topics that, that touch our heart, it opens discussion, exactly. Yeah, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, on our uh, website, of course, you can leave us a comment. You can email Tessa at... 
Tessa the at theopennesters.com. And visit our website, theopennesters.com, double in the middle, S at the end. And, uh, Follow, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and share it with your friends. And Thank you. come back next week for yeah, the episode part two on how trust and generosity ties in together to the open nesting stage. Till next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You have been listening to the Open Nesters Podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive Producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio Engineering by Lucid Sound. Web Design and Blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.